Welcome to Especially Organized, Sensible Solutions for Special Needs Moms, the podcast for all those busy moms out there who, like me, take care of kids who have a little something extra, and in the midst of all that extra, want to lead a more organized and present life. Whether your child has medical complexities, an intellectual disability, or neurodiversity, I am here for you. My name is Angela O'Brien, and I'm the parent of a 19-year-old daughter with Down syndrome. I know what it's like to have too much overwhelm and too little time when you're trying to manage all the pressures and responsibilities that come with a special needs child. Using my experience and skills as a professional organizer, each week I will bring information and encouragement to help you move through your clutter and reclaim what you deserve. So let's get started. Hey everyone, welcome to the show. As always, I am your host of Especially Organized, Angela O'Brien, and I thought I would bring to you today some information that I was recently just sharing for an article I was asked to contribute to, and it revolves around the idea of our kids going to summer camp. Sure, I have some listeners that maybe have never sent their kids to camp before. And then I know I have some listeners who have sent their kids to camp before and probably could relay all of this information to you because they are just as or more experienced than I am in the world of sending our special needs kids to summer camp. But I thought I would share that with you because we are in that season and there are some, I think, things to know and things to do for our special needs kids that might be a little different for our typical children when we're thinking about sending them off to camp and how we send them off to camp and all of those good things. So this is my version of what I do and what I recommend for people who are looking at sending their special needs kids off to summer camp. And that can be an overnight camp. It can be a day camp just around the corner. Luckily, there are so many opportunities for our special needs children to attend camp these days. And not just children, special needs adults, there are camps for them as well. And which I cannot tell you how grateful I am. I will tell you a quick story. My son, who is almost 22, wanted to attend camp with his friends when he was about nine or 10. It was an overnight camp a couple hours away from us. And we agreed and said, sure, you can go with your friends. And we went to drop him off as a family. And when you go to drop off, you set up their bed, you get their medicines, you do all of those, all of those things. And Casey at the time was probably about, I guess she would have been about six or seven. And when I say that she was angry that we were not setting up her bed, I mean, she was tipped. We had to carry her out of the camp screaming and kicking because we were not setting up her bed for her to stay at Dan's summer camp. So it was at that point we realized, hmm, we probably need to start looking around for something for her. So fast forward to a couple years later and we found a wonderful camp called Camp Barnabas. It's up in Missouri. And that was the first time she had ever attended camp. She was probably about eight. It was really the soonest that she could have attended camp, overnight camp, according to their 
age rules. And we drove up there, six hour drive. And fortunately, Dan had agreed to go with her. So I felt a little bit better dropping her off. But man, you talk about having a panic attack in the car while we are waiting to go through this process of dropping off your kids and they have all the camp counselors there just so excited cheering you in your car and i truly thought that my heart was going to come outside of my body because i thought what am i doing leaving my baby for a week in the middle of missouri fortunately i got over it but it was a little nerve-wracking at first and of course, when we, we got there and we got her settled, she was so happy. She was practically kicking us out of the cabin. Dan was too. He was so excited. And she's never looked back. She has looked forward to camp every single year. She's attended Camp Barnabas. She's attended day camps here in town. She has attended a wonderful little camp called Seek, S-E-E-K. And I can link all of these in the show notes. And then recently she has attended, and she is currently attending a camp in Waxahachie. And it is for adults with intellectual disabilities who are interested in living in a community for them. And so she has enjoyed that thoroughly. So we, I, I do feel like I have a little bit of knowledge about packing, and I'll share that with you, a little bit of knowledge about prep, and then also a little bit of knowledge about what to do while your kid is at camp. So first of all, I think that it's important to acknowledge that if your child is interested in camp, you're probably gonna have a little bit of an easier time getting them ready, transitioning them from being at home during the day to being at camp, whether that's an overnight camp or a day camp. If this is something that you are wanting them to try and they are not quite familiar with it and they're a little bit hesitant, then I think it's important that we work on that transition. So that might look like visual cues and social stories. It might look like a calendar that counts down the number of days. It might look like you showing them videos of what the camp might be like so that they have some idea of what they are going to be doing, where they are going to be staying, what's it gonna be like at night. You could also give them some autonomy by asking them some questions like, hey, you're gonna be staying overnight at this camp for five nights. Is there a stuffed animal or something special that you want to have on your bed that will make you feel cozy and make you feel like home? Is there a picture that you want to bring? Is there a journal that you want to bring that they can write or scribble in or make notes about? So things like that might help ease that transition and help them while they are at camp. If you have a child like mine, then your child was already counting down the days <laughs> and she was ready to go. She was so excited. So compliance with all of that was pretty easy for us, but I understand that not everybody is like that. 
and that we as parents want to provide our kids with some opportunities that they might not otherwise have. And summer camp is a great way to do that because it gives them an opportunity to get away from the screens, to get away from us and be with someone that's a little bit closer to their age, that is excited and has the energy and the physical ability to do all kinds of different things, things that they may not otherwise get exposed to. And so I do think it's such a great option for a great opportunity for us to give our kids if we can. And um, even if they don't end up liking it, just having that one-time experience might be helpful to them in the long run. If you're a little bit worried about their transition, or if you see that they're a little bit hesitant, just know that in the long run, I think that this can be a really positive experience for them, even if they never go back. Okay, let's talk about preparing for our, for our child's camp experience. So what are some of the essentials that you need to make sure you pack for your camper? A lot of camps will give you a packing list. So take heart in that, refer to that, use that, check it off as you gather your supplies and gather your, your child's items because those are always super helpful. Take note that many of the camps, not all, but many of the camps might have like a themed party at night. And so they might encourage you to bring like a costume or a prop. You know, they might have Hawaiian night so you could, you know, pack a little lay or a grass skirt for your daughter or something like that. So those are helpful to know ahead of time and most camps will provide you with that information. But I would suggest packing enough outfits for at least all the days of camp plus one or two more because you never know. There might be accidents, there might be spills, they might fall in the mud. You just never know what's going to happen. So always pack a little bit extra. Other items that I think are essential are obviously pajamas, a raincoat. I also suggest a sweatshirt or a blanket because I have found that many of these cabins that are in these campsites, at least in the South, that is, they have AC because we have to deal with hot summers here. So they have to have cabins that have air conditioning for our kiddos but they can get cold. They can get downright chilly at night. So packing an extra blanket or a sweatshirt might be helpful for your kiddo. Obviously, sheets, pillows, and towels, both beach towels for the pool and towels for the shower. Let's see what else. It might be helpful to have some sort of backpack or beach bag that they can carry to and from the pool that will hold their sunscreen. If they have earplugs like my daughter does, you can have you can have that in there, any pool toys that they like. That might be a helpful accessory to pack. Not necessarily essential, but an accessory. Don't forget the bug spray, a flashlight, a reusable water bottle your toiletries. And also I recommend bringing a mesh disposable laundry bag. These can be available at the dollar store or Target or online. They're usually just a dollar or a couple dollars and they're kind of a one-time use, but they're really helpful because the camp counselor can help them pack up all of their dirty clothes and put it in that laundry bag and then send it home and you can just throw it away. I also use that laundry bag to pack sheets and the pillow and 
anything that they're going to want to have access to immediately when they get to camp. Because a lot of times you get there and either you or the person assigned to your child will be setting up their bed. And they'll want to do that first and get things kind of set up and unpacked a little bit. And having that accessible right away can be really helpful to either you or the counselor that's helping them. So having those things kind of either at the top of your footlocker or suitcase or in a mesh laundry bag that you can just carry in is always, I think, a good idea. Now, most camps will have you supply your campers medicine with a form, and they usually give you instructions on how they want that medicine to be provided to the nurse. You will usually meet with the nurse before you say goodbye to your camper, because a lot of these camps for kids with special needs, they obviously have extra medicines, extra equipment, things like that, that they are going to need to help them get through camp. And so they're really set up for these things. So just utilize the instructions that they have and always keep those handy. I keep them in the car with me in the front seat while we're driving to camp so that they are immediately accessible and I can hand those over to the nurse. That's almost the first thing that happens when you arrive to drop off your camper. So always helpful to include detailed directions and instructions on the medicines so that the nurse administering those knows what to do. Now, if it's your child's first time in a sleepaway camp, it also might be helpful to bring, like I mentioned earlier, a stuffed animal or something that will help them stay calm at night, but make sure that it is nothing that can get lost. Also, be sure to label everything. I remember a couple years ago, actually, I think it was before COVID, Casey came home with someone else's clothes. I mean, like the whole group, the whole kitten caboodle of her clothes were all belonged to someone else. And luckily they were labeled, you know, things happen. It gets a little crazy at the end when they're trying to pack up. And this pile of dirty clothes got put into Casey's footlocker. Having it labeled like that, I'm grateful to the mom that did that because it was so easy for me to contact the camp and say, hey, this belongs to so-and-so, I can send it back. So just keep in mind, make sure everything's labeled. Don't bring anything that you or your child would be devastated over if it got lost. Okay, let's talk a little bit about day camp because these are a lot, there are a lot of great day camp options and it might be your child's first time attending and you're not sure what to bring. I suggest a small backpack with a change of clothes because again, something may happen, something may spill, there might be an accident. I also recommend a reusable water bottle, sunscreen, and then of course any medicines that they take during the day. Again, that will go to the nurse. Just it's a lot easier, a lot simpler obviously because they're not spending the night, but those just having a little bit of those items handy for the person that's going to be hanging out with your kid can always just help make their day go by better and then if your child has something whether it's you know i know kids that love to wave flags or my daughter has like a little pony that she likes to twirl or there might be a piece of clothing or a little stuffed animal or a picture that they want to take with them to camp that is always helpful if it's their first time again make sure it is nothing that you would be devastated over if it got lost okay 
As far as how to organize your child's things for camp so that it's easy for them to find and easy for their counselors to find, first of all, packing clothes might actually depend on the abilities of your camper. You can pack their clothes as full outfits, like socks, underwear, shorts, t-shirt, all together in zippered pouches. If your camper needs help coordinating their clothes, that makes it really easy for them to just pull out that zipper pouch, whether it's a Ziploc bag or something you buy on Amazon that will hold a set of clothing that can make it really easy. And then you can put a little label on it that says day one or you know, outfit number one. And so that they know what they should wear that day. You could also pack their clothes by the type of clothing. So you could pack all their socks in one zippered pouch. You could pack all their underwear, all their shorts, all their t-shirts. If they prefer to kind of coordinate their own outfits, then that might be a way to go. And you just label those pouches by the type of clothing. So a couple different options there, depending on the needs of your camper. I also have used a, it's like a hard plastic footlocker style trunk. All right. I purchased it at Walmart years ago. She still has it. We even decorated the top with stickers and put her name and her phone and my phone number on there so that we knew whose it was. Nobody could dispute who it belonged to. I think they're probably around 20 or $30 at Walmart or on Amazon, but they are real handy for storing most of your items. Like I said, I put everything in there except for her medicines and her sheets and pillow in there. And that usually works for the week. Another type of carrying product I might recommend is instead of the Foot Locker, those blue Ikea bags. Now they have kind of knockoff versions of those that are zippered and have handles, canvas handles, and they even on the bottom of them have straps so that you could carry them on your back. Now, obviously you probably wouldn't have your special needs child do that, but those we have found have been super helpful. In fact, that is what I used this time around instead of the Foot Locker because of the camp situation that Casey's in that worked better for her. So. Between the Foot Locker and the blue Ikea bags that you can find on Amazon. In fact, I'll link them in the show notes so that you can see what I'm talking about. Between those two items, uh, I think you can find something that will work for your special needs child for when they go to camp. Okay. What are some things that a camper should not bring to camp? So again, I, I can't emphasize this enough. <laughs> Don't bring anything to camp that you're afraid would get lost because most counselors and campers are rushing to pack up their items that morning that you go to pick them up and they're super excited. They're probably ready to come home, but it is very easy for things to get lost and go home with a different camper, like I mentioned. So I also try to label everything that I send and I finally really don't recommend bringing any electronics if you can. That camp time is an opportunity for our campers and our kiddos to get out in nature, to connect with other people. And I have found that 
with Casey being in a separate environment, a different environment where there's no history of her using her iPad or her phone in that space. And so it's a whole new experience. And it's one where you can just immediately establish this is not an area. This is not a place where we use our electronics. And this is a place where we connect and we look at bugs in nature and we do archery and we sing and dance with our friends and our counselors. So use that opportunity to leave the electronics at home and let them connect with their friends and new counselor friends and nature. Because I think that's the whole point of camp, right? So just leave those at home and it'll be there when they get back. So finally, what are some optional items that would maybe enhance their camp experience? This might include things that, as I mentioned, might make the camper more comfortable, especially if it's their first time and they're staying overnight. So again, like a special pillow or a stuffed animal or a picture of their family or even a book. I also think that just some of those accessories like a hat and some inexpensive sunglasses that they might use, those can all be helpful if they're going to be outside a lot and um, just make sure that again, they are labeled and they aren't so special to your camper that you would be disappointed or, or he or she would be disappointed if they got lost. So I hope that that gives you some ideas about how to pack for camp, ideas for what to bring, what not to bring, how to get your camper ready. And I also encourage you as parents of kids with special needs, if you're anything like me, having that away time from my daughter is life-giving. And that does not mean I do not enjoy having her home. Of course, I enjoy having her home and being with her and helping her learn new things and spending days with her. But I cannot tell you how life-giving and rejuvenating it is to get a little bit of a break. And when I think about how for the past essentially 20 years, 19 to 20 years, I have been picking up kids after school. So every day, even while she's at camp, about 2.30, 2.45, I think, where am I? Do I need to go anywhere? Do I need to pick up my daughter from school or an activity? What is the afternoon plan? It's been so ingrained in me that even while she's gone, even while she's been gone for the last two weeks, I still think about it every afternoon. And it's honestly so refreshing to be able to say, oh, I don't have to be anywhere right now. I can do what I want. <laughs> so if you get that opportunity, just take advantage of that and do whatever it is that you want to do. If that's sleep, then sleep. If it's work, then work uninterrupted, then work uninterrupted. If it's create, or travel, or just take lots of walks. I hope that you get a chance to do what you want to do because it really can be so rejuvenating. We pick up our daughter tomorrow morning. It will have been two weeks. And in some ways it hasn't been long enough, but in other ways, I am so excited to see her. I am excited to watch her run to me when I, when she sees me, because I know that's what she's going to do. She's going to be super excited. 
even though I know that she's had a great time, she's going to be super excited to come home and be in her own bed and spend time with us. And so we're going to have a special dinner tomorrow night. And then we're going to have lots of family in town over the weekend. So it really will be nice to reconnect with her. And I think because of this two week break, I will be a better parent to her because I will be ready to reconnect again with her and I'll be ready to, oh yeah, I've got to pick her up after school. I've got to pick her up after camp. I'm going to be ready for that. And I'm going to be excited to spend time with her. And I think that that is one of the, that is one of the benefits of getting a little bit of time away from our special needs kids. So, all right, that's all I have today. I wanted to let you know that I am going to be taking a bit of a break after this episode, since I know everybody is busy in the summer and the summer, you know, we're not quite as tuned in to our podcast because we have our kids home and we're busy and we're traveling and doing all those things. So I'm going to be taking a break, but over the summer, I am so excited because I'm going to be recording some episodes for the fall that I am thrilled about. I've got a couple series that I'm working on, one regarding transitions. So helping our kids transition into school, into jobs, into a new living community. And then also I'm going to be doing an Enneagram series. So if you have been wondering about the Enneagram, as I mentioned it in a few of my podcast episodes, hang tight because we're going to talk about it. And we're going to talk about how each Enneagram type parents are kids with special needs, how they organize their homes, uh, especially related to their kids with special needs. So I'm super excited for the guests I've got lined up for this summer. So even though I won't be coming back on air until August 8th, I will be working hard to bring you some new content and I am thrilled about it. I hope you guys have a wonderful summer and that you get to connect to nature, that you get to enjoy your kiddos and that you get to enjoy some time to yourself too. And of course, I hope you get to reclaim whatever it is that you are looking for these days. All right. Have a great rest of the summer and I'll see you guys back here on August 8th. (music) 